0: once again on iStream TV. Welcome back. Uh, We are live from Brighton Music Conference on Brighton Beach in the beautiful Uh, elevated audio experience studio that is the Audio Mango van and I am joined by my co-host who has arrived um, and a very special guest in the shape of Colin Dale so first of all hello Lisa. Hello darling how are you? Oh, I'm good. Lisa Loud is in the building Um, (laughs) she is going to be with us for the rest of the afternoon uh, talking to the people that we have got lined up and that we are grabbing into the van. Love that love that. How are you doing Lisa?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. Happy to be back. It was so fantastic last year. So really happy to be back. The weather's holding out. Lots of great people. It seems really busy too. So it is. Lots yeah, of the network's trying to break through for
0: us, isn't it? It
1: yeah, it sure is. But it's dry. So. We're all the main good. Thing. Let's just like do the you know rain dance and keep the rain away, and yeah, then we're all yeah, good. I think. Yeah,
0: we're we're always doing the uh, sunshine dance. will You bring the sunshine with you, Lisa. Oh, you're yeah, so kind. And, uh flattery <laughs> will get me everywhere, <laughs> won't it? No. it we're in my books, babe. Yeah, we're in my books. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Lisa is uh, on board with us for the afternoon, and we have our guest in the uh, studio. Uh, Colin, welcome. Colin Down Hello Sasha. Lovely to meet you. And you too. I've heard lots about you. Um, you were an inspiration to my husband funnily enough into getting into DJing. Wow. Um, because he used to see you at Stern's.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was a
0: 14 year old getting in at that point. And um, Waxworks is his name. You played with him at the Arch when the Stearns reunion a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I remember um, those.
0: And uh, yeah, he was, uh, he, he said you liked his set, and that gave the 14 year old Michael a little bit of a semi, is what he said.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh really? Oh, I hope it was my music that done in a that. nice way, you know, in
0: a nice, in a nice, funny way. He, it, made, it meant a real lot to him. That oh, Colin Dow, that Colin Dow, that he was watching when he was fourteen years old, that inspired him to get into DJing, liked his set. Oh,
2: excellent, yeah. excellent. Even excellent.
0: I'd be really flattered
1: with that. I mean, this guy is a total legend. So, I mean, you know, the king of the warehouse scene. You know, when it all began. You know, Colin Dale was on every bill, so the precursor to festivals, which I consider to be the big raves really. The
0: rave scene, yeah. He would a man. He would've man. Tell I mean, us all about it, the men. Colin. Of course,
2: back Take then there were back. loads and loads of big raves happening. You were there as well, Lisa. So So everybody oh,
0: keep the mics close to their faces. I know you don't mind this, but keep the uh, mics close yeah. to their faces so that um, okay. so that everybody can hear us nice and loud and clear. One, two,
2: one, two. That's okay. the one.
0: So, yeah, carry on. Tell us all about the warehouses.
2: It, well, well um, yeah, the warehouse is a pre-rave kind of and um, festival and all that, you know, um, especially in London. Um, You know, I'm going back to like rare groove times, like Norman Jay, Mark Moore, late Late. 80s, just before the whole house thing came in. um, They were doing that warehouse thing, and um, that's where I started to get into the whole warehouse thing, but uh, when I started playing electronic music it was all about the festivals and uh, stuff like that there wasn't much um breaking into warehouses going on um once i got into the whole electronic thing
0: yeah 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 so you moved into the moved into the clubs more basically into the
2: clubs into the festivals and actually i tell a lie we did break into a a couple of warehouses (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) coming back to me now (laughs) so um yeah but primarily it was really festivals and um huge um, massive raves uh, that used to happen but yeah
1: then. when I say the warehouse thing I I, I I kind of relate that to my interpretation of the the complete underground. Mm. It didn't really necessarily mean that it was an enclosed building or anything no. like that, yeah, you yeah. know. That um we yeah, it yeah. it was it was something that was um discovered and followed and 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 there was like this natural ability and hunger from the people um to find their way into these parties and and that's, you know, that's where I fondly remember Colin and you know and have enormously fond memories mm myself of of being in those kind of environments where you know there really were very little rules you know things were put together you know sound systems were being brought in whilst you know people were turning up in cars on the m25 and yeah and that whole thing of you know a post-it note in a telephone box actually really did happen that's how people found out about you know where we were all going what was all next and stuff like that and um, yeah,
0: yeah. Underground Re- was real.
1: Yeah, and yeah. you know, an amazing thing to be a part of. Something that you know, I don't think will ever get relived. I think you. You know, it's a time in history, isn't yeah, it? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. there was the 60s and then there was Acid House, you know? Exactly.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And
1: that's, I sort of, you know, I do genuinely think that, that we broke the mould. It was an, an entirely new music policy. It was an entirely different perception, yeah. you know, and, and people... Um, it's a movement. Yeah, became part of this movement like it was part of their lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, everyone was getting up and going to work every day, but we were also going out every night you know and it it was mad I mean just mad there was this hunger and thirst for the music yeah Yeah. and it brought a real sense of community yeah
0: and yeah you know obviously you've been friends for a long time and I think that's one of the things that I like I loved when I first got into it that that sense of community that you're all a part of something yeah uh, that's really special Um,
2: absolutely and I mean it really is like that you only have to look at um you know when someone in what I call the family has has problems the whole sort of house community will rally round and actually help them so it's very much like that, it's a community as uh, Lisa was saying earlier on it was um, groundbreaking what happened um, you know in the late 80s and that and it was like a perfect storm with the this great new music we also had this great new drug which enhanced a lot of things let's say so yeah it was groundbreaking on a lot of different things new venues and um yeah a really radical time
0: And it broke down those barriers as well isn't it absolutely you know the the music you know sometimes our scene can get a um a bad name or a stigma from the uh the influences that drugs have had Mm. on the scene um but that um that the acid house uh, and ecstasy is an important part of what happened. It's not something that we were kind of co- we can. All really,
2: it might not have happened without, without the ecstasy. It would have been totally different. Uh, you know, I think.
1: I, I, you know, I agree, and I also think that it's really important to realise how things change so mm. much um you know back then you know when people were buying ecstasy they were taking ecstasy mm-hmm. they were taking medical grade mdma mm. um, not that i'm advocating it i'm sure there'll be people that will be very disappointed to hear me talking like i'm in favor of it you know it's going to happen it's happening anyway it's going to keep happening um but this this movement um and that enhancement um came from a a a very new form of something that you know these days can be incredibly shady very frightening you don't know what you're taking you don't know what is in what is in the drugs that you're taking and that's why sadly we are seeing you know the darker side of of drugs and there's always going to be a dark side of drugs
0: of abusing anything whether it be alcohol ecstasy yeah you know (laughs) abuse what i always say you know (laughs) what what somebody says is legal and what somebody says isn't isn't our our choice no absolutely Um, but what we we all know is abuse of anything yep Is where things where problems lie, you know, whether it be alcohol, whether it be ecstasy. Obviously, nobody should be doing uh, really horrific hard drugs that are going to screw them up, absolutely. Um, But they're also for me, it's it's about the education, um, and it's about understanding what people because we all, I mean, we come from an era we we remember the just say no campaign yeah you know grange hill and sam and he was the first person that was a heroin addict um and the whole campaign was just say no yeah we understand that just say no doesn't that that just doesn't work um it's uh for me on that education and um and i'm i would never be somebody to turn around and go all drugs are bad yeah. uh, all, all alcohol is bad don't drink don't do drugs yeah. don't do any of that yeah. he's like really mm. Not, uh, So we all, uh, everybody walking around like you know saints and pure as the driven snow and never wanting to have a, a bit of a release and a bit of a drink and a, a bit of a let out mm. and i think you know taking it back to what you were saying about that whole um, what it did for the music and the community and the scene was it, it broke down those barriers when, you know, it, he, it doesn't have to be about abuse. You know? mm. There was a small amount that was making people open. Yeah, um, breaking yeah. Down yeah I mean, barriers. it took,
1: you know, footballers off the terraces and into mm. Spectrum. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> End of story.
0: Exactly. You, know, That's he, true. Uh, you know, we, yeah. saw,
1: we saw Millwall and Chelsea dancing on the dance floor at every I club did. that I had something to do with mm. in, in the late 80s. Mm. You and know, that's
0: a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was,
1: you know, p- you know, we peace. I mean that, uh, you know, like the 60s, you know, the 60s was riddled with drug taking. People were you know into hallucinogenics and you know that enhanced that music and the the field experience and and that was going on and smoking and whatever. But yeah, you know, hand in hand I suppose that the the drug that comes with electronic music was the ecstasy mm. um and Nothing's ever safe, but I think it was certainly safer back then. I'm not advocating it, but, you know, I've got to be a voice of reason at the end of the day. I'm sitting here with my faculties completely intact, Mm. and I've been doing this job for 36 years you know and that's no mean feat Lisa Mm. well and there's you know it's the business that's very very tough that you have to deal with and you know that, that that can be really hard I also think it's really worth sort of saying and and that anybody you know should always you know try and look at the reason why you are engaging in any kind of you know substance substance uh, interaction because some people are engaging in it because they're covering up certain masking things pain. and masking pain and stuff like that whereas you know I genuinely think that everyone that was you know <laughs> bouncing around a field in 1988 um, certainly weren't there. everyone was far too young to, to have you know like you know yeah uh, it wasn't you know. that same kind of yeah. thing and that is yeah.
0: where the uh, where the masking of pain comes yeah. and you and the you know the keep on going the keep on going because reality or you know, how you're feeling is isn't, yeah. isn't great and yeah. so so you take the other option. So the best um, advice
1: I think is always be aware of what your reason is for, you know, trying to embark on that interaction yeah. with something and and you know be extremely careful, get advice and 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 you know do, you know, do what you're doing wisely in respect of understanding exactly where it's coming from
0: because that can make an enormous difference. 100 percent and you know i mean it's a conversation that keeps coming up today as well you know yeah. it, it's really important and this i uh, you know bright music conference we're all here together and like dally was saying and brandon was saying you know coming together and us all talking and talking about our experiences sharing our experiences um say, seeing each other again having a drink with each other again these are really important things that we it can do that is all outside of the club as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because we are a community, and yeah, we always meet up in the clubs, and we see each other in those places. Um, but but you know, seeing people, you know, seeing our community outside the club, and you know, having conversations in in the in the middle of the day instead of at two o'clock in the morning in the yeah. club is a little bit difficulty.
1: Sure. This is
2: actually it?
0: a conversation, not <laughs> a slur.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for you two, it's not a slur.
0: <laughs> so, before us girls like go off nattering all day <laughs> not mother's meeting. <laughs> there's already a mother's meeting going on uh, but I do want to know more about you because I don't know so much about you and um, yeah I you know I want to I want to know what, what you've been doing what you've been up to and uh, and, and more about your you know the music and how it's a part of your life and
2: I can, um, you know, shrink it down all very into kind of very manageable piece. I've been DJing like Lisa for about in excess of thirty-five years now. I had a long stint on Kiss FM. I was really into the kind of techno thing, and um, in the, in the, especially in the nineties, and uh, run a few clubs. I have a record label and stuff like that. So deeply ingrained in the scene. But um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell, you know, because mm. I know we haven't got a huge amount of time. But I know no, you're pretty on a panel soon, it. aren't
0: you? <laughs>
2: that's that's right. Let's, yeah, taking pa- my time. I'm on the panel in um, yeah, we've got to your panel. about ten minutes. We've
0: got ten minutes.
1: Can I not, can I be really nosy then? Yeah. So so, what's really rocking for you at the moment? Are you still are you still really you know playing quite a lot of techno um, purists in in that sense, or, or you know, are you? I mean, you've Absolutely, been there from rare groove, right? You know, acid house, US house, techno, everything. But what floats your boat at the moment?
2: At the moment, I'm I'm still playing um, techno. They actually call it deep tech now, which is a kind of a more. Um, Groovy, for, nice. for, for for want of a well, better love- word, M- melodic is Probably a word that's used have a that lot. It's got haze. It. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually play about one twenty-eight now, um, and up to one thirty around that kind of oh. range, and it's um, techno, which I've been finding a lot of house people actually like because it's kind of house paced. It's got house, housey elements, but um, techy sounds. So it's kind of a an amalgamation of the two things. Nice. And I actually still... Um, I know I'm, I'm known for playing techno, but I'm a big lover of house music as well. So I like to start my sets housey and then do a progression thing and move into heavy uh, territory, yeah.
0: Nice. So what is your favourite track on your USB right now?
2: Um, Actually, um, I'm really into... The new floating points, I think it's called Format, um right. come out a little while ago, which is essentially what I'm saying. It's like a house track with tech sounds on tech the top.
0: To nice, nice. nice.
1: But also, floating points can be very, very ambient, can it? <laughs> very and, um, loads. Um, um, you know, we we played their albums and stuff at home. Yeah. It's just you know, it's it's deep. Yeah. But it's really gorgeous yeah yeah, yeah. they're Musical. great producers yeah, yeah really cool yeah, yeah really cool Ooh, mm. i shall make a note of
0: that pick <laughs> so, it up so mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give to anyone trying to make a career in the music business of today
2: um what advice you've got to be really passionate about what you do if you haven't got that passion just forget it Yeah, give up. and also <laughs> um you know realize that there's lots of um, DJing's like football you've got lots of different divisions and you know you've got to work your way through the divisions some people never get even into you know even Sunday League I'm talking about bedroom DJs mm-hmm. so you've got to have your passion and also realise you can start something small get all your mates involved and get you know get them following you and go from there you don't have to always be hanging off another promoter yeah. or something like that you can actually start small do your own thing, get your own following, and, and start it that way.
0: That's great advice. Start I a think own
2: that's
1: small brilliant advice. Yeah. 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 Really, I really, think really that's good. brilliant advice. And, you know, just keep an eye on your egos, you know. Yeah, it's, keep you'll it in find, check. Yeah, you'll find that most of us lot, you know, we'll all look out for each other. We've been there for, you know we're in our fourth decade of doing all of this sort of stuff um and we've been knocked trust me we've all been knocked and fell down and, and pulled ourselves together and picked ourselves back up again um but we we've, we've never done it with an air of ego that that we ever felt that we were more important than the last person um and i think that they they're quite I'm, I'm not saying that it's a, a regular train of thought but I think that there can be a train of thought that people think oh you know DJing well that's easy you know travelling around the world and all that you've got to be prepared for the knocks you've got to be prepared for the highs you've got to be prepared for the, prepared for the lows and it's
2: hard work as well yeah. it, I know yeah. you just see DJs up there you know playing behind that there's a lot of hard work seeking tracks mm. getting contacts speaking to promoters you know it's a lot oh, of hard God. work be, behind the scenes it's not just getting up there stage and doing an hour or two hours uh, there's a lot more to it
0: yeah. and
1: you're a business
2: Exactly. You know, you're so self-employed. You, you're yeah.
1: self-employed. You don't go to work. You don't mm. get paid. You've got a mortgage, or you've got children. You've got to put food on the table. Mm. Exactly. Whichever way round it is that you have these responsibilities, you have to think about all of that business generation that goes on behind you just turning up and looking fab and playing a yeah, few tunes a for few people. Tunes. Exactly. Obviously, that's, that's the, the great bit. bit. Yeah. Actually, seeing people dig you. Yeah. Um, but, but it doesn't, doesn't come better. without a lot of
0: hard work. I think that's all. So very mm. important. Exactly. I, I always remember when I first started promoting and was doing a weekly club night for like 1,800 people and then uh, the regulars would come in and go, so what do you do all week? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, for uh, sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Think this just magically mm. happened, did Yeah. You? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, people literally think that you're sitting there, you know, drinking tea like all week long until you turn up for your gig. Mm. Yeah, and just float in. Trust us, that is not the case. We
0: are not Batman, you know. We don't put a cape on and then that's that. It's not that easy. True, <laughs> never true. that easy. Okay, so we're going to finish off with some quick fire questions, Colin. Are you They've ready? They've got to be
2: very, very they quick. They are really quick. Because I'm due on in like...
0: Two minutes? We're going to yeah, run you in there. Yeah. Right, quick fire. House or techno?
2: Uh, techno.
0: Edam or Stilton? Edam. Red or blue pill? Red. Love or money?
2: Love.
0: Johnny or Amber?
2: What was that, sorry?
0: Johnny or Amber?
2: <laughs> Amber.
0: <laughs> city, or, city or countryside? City. Cats or dogs?
2: Cats all the way.
0: Glastonbury or Burning Man? Glastonbury. <laughs> Ant or Deck?
2: Oh, God, that's like... Do I have do you know to choose one of them? Can <laughs> <laughs> I just slide past yeah, that one? Yeah, you slide past that.
0: <laughs> slow and soft or hard and fast?
2: Slow and soft.
0: A small dirty rave or big shiny festival.
2: Uh small dirty rave.
0: Facebook or Twitter. Facebook. Obey the rules or fuck the place.
2: Oh. <laughs> Obey <laughs> the rules. Okay. Obey yeah. the rules. Thank you very much. Colin. Thank you very much, we Sasha. Love Thanks, we love you too. Thank you, Lisa. And you, you come on into that. Panel. I'm gonna sprint okay. over there now.
0: Off. Thank you. Mr. Have a great back. panel. Thank, Thank you, everyone. We're Simon Shackleton.
2: Lovely, Thank that was you. fun. No, my pleasure. Ah. Oh.